Welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the mediabyus.com. Joining me today is TJ. That's me. The Chris we always miss. It's Chris. It's me. And I got myself a Brant. Hello. Hey. <laughs> My name is David, and uh, we're operating operating at about 50% capacity right now. <laughs> Mental capacity. Up from two people from last week, but still at 50%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same Last week we were a quarter, quarter capacity. <laughs> But um, we're gonna be, what we're going to be talking about today is a Hall of Fame submission. Gals play baseball? <laughs> a league of their own. Talk of fame. We'll have hats on today. Hey. hey. <laughs> That's on. a treat for you listeners. I guess I gotta do this. <laughs> Just picture us all wearing hats. And it's appropriate. But nothing else. We're talking a uh, baseball flick. Uh, who submitted it for the Talk of Fame? I did. Gotcha. That's DJ. <laughs> you want to intro it? Uh, yeah, League of Their Own is a uh, 1992 comedy uh, directed by Penny Marshall starring Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, um, both before they were nominated for Oscars, I guess. Who? Who's the other? Tom Hanks was nominated for Big. Oh yeah, he was nominated for Big. That's true. And uh, Thelma and Louise was... Oh, Gina Davis had already won an Oscar. In 1987. The oh, Accidental right. Tourist, a movie no one remembers. That's right. Film time forgot. There's one more Oscar nominee in the League of Their Own for acting. For acting? Dang, who is it? You also have Madonna in there. It's not her. You got Rosie O'Donnell. You not got her. Uh, Blink and You'll Miss It, Tia Leone. Yeah. <laughs> John Lovitz was criminally not nominated for. The best 10 minutes. Yeah. We'll get to John Lovitz in a minute high. here. <laughs> <coughs> it's uh, David Strathairn. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's in it too. Mm-hmm. So it's a movie. Uh, it takes place in World War Two. Uh, it's based off a true-ish story. I guess mm-hmm. the idea is true anyway. The the plots of the movie aren't, but the overall arc is. World War Two. All the men go off to war, and uh, they find women to start a all American. Girls Baseball League. They need someone to operate the baseball machines while the men are gone. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So it follows Gina Davis and her kid sister, Kit, which always confused me when I was little. Kit sister? Yeah. I thought I was just saying, I thought the phrase was Kit sister. But um, yeah, it follows them. They join a team. Dottie's the best player in the league, played by Gina Davis. And Kit is also really good. Played by... (laughs) Lori Petty, Tank yeah. Girl. Kit Fisto. <laughs> Played by Kit Fisto. <laughs> God. That would, that would make the movie weird. <laughs> Unlimited dairy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What, what do you think about the movie? I've watched the movie probably 15 times, but never watched it, you know, actually see if it was good or not. So I'm, I'm interested. This is only my second time watching it. I watched it for the first time about a year ago, and it's uh, it's very enjoyable. I would say uh, it's one of those things like even if you don't like baseball, you'll probably like this movie kind of movies. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's uh, it's very what are we talking about a very sentimental kind of movie, but I mm-hmm. think it's okay. I think it uh, I think it works. So I liked it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of charm to this movie. I thought. It is very charming. feels 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 like a like the the best lifetime original movie. It's probably funnier than and more charming than that for me. But I could see that some of the jokes really hit for me. But yeah, so we we all kind of seem to be on the 
close to the same page. Yeah. Anyway. Generally enjoyable. <laughs> Alright, ready for a vote? <laughs> uh, does the movie elicit any kind of emotional response? And if not, why? And if so, why? <laughs> and if why, why? Definitely does in parts. I mean, one of the best scenes, I think, is the... Uh, is George Spaghetti <laughs> dying. <laughs> Betty's husband. Um... <laughs> I don't know her real last name. Betty forget Horn. Yeah. I think you're Betty Horn. Is her name? Okay. So George Horn. Yeah. <laughs> See, also oh. seems funny. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, that that telegram scene is very good and very emotional. Yeah, I would agree. That was what I was gonna pick out as well. I, I think that's the scene where you get. I think the the maybe the truest emotion of the movie, which is just it, it's the scene that brings you. That reminds you of the worldwide situation that's happening most. And then the follow-up scene, where she's in her hotel room, freaking out because she thought it was Bill Pullman's character. Yeah, her I husband. think Gina Davis goes through a com- nice range of complicated emotions there about being scared, and then when it's Betty, she's probably a little ashamed how excited she was, no, or how her. happy yeah. she was it wasn't her, but it's someone else's husband. And then to see him at the end of that whole mm-hmm. scene... When Bill Pullman gets back, it's definitely was. Was the uh, was a league of their own? Uh, what you expected it to be watching it this way? Because you you said you had never really watched it with any kind of critical eye before. Yeah, there were definitely things that were bad that I'd never. I agree that I had never noticed before. Right. Yeah. What about y'all? As somebody who maybe didn't watch it as many times as Brent and I have. It's pretty simple story. Pretty, pretty. I don't want want this to sound bad because I enjoyed the movie, but pretty basic outline for the movie, and it's like a bunch of uh, baseball-related hijinks happens, and it kind of hits all the uh, hits all the the bases, (laughs) (laughs) but doesn't strike out. Is there anything that was surprising? Um, there's some stuff, like, I only saw it once, but there's some things I didn't remember before that I kind of enjoyed. I always enjoy when, uh, the ball, I say I always enjoy, I've seen it twice. <laughs> uh, I enjoy when the, like, the, they're in practice and the ball goes to the African-American woman, and there's this kind of, like, unsaid history of, mm-hmm. like, untapped thing, or, like, yeah, with the, uh, she can throw as good or probably better than those women but doesn't have the opportunity. It's obviously an all-white league. Right. It's kind of hints at that. I thought that moment was corny as shit. Mm. <clears throat> There's like a like a musical sting that plays after the the woman throws the, the ball back to them and, and Gina Davis just gives her like this silent like nod like <laughs> you'll you'll do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we know racism happened, right? <laughs> this is our acknowledgement. <laughs> right. nodding. Black women can pay, can play baseball as well as white women. The rest of the movie is about how white women can play baseball as entertaining as white men. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah it's it's pretty much the movie I expected because I just saw it like a year ago. I forgot about the scene where I think the she's maybe or the Canadian baseball player or the the rural one can't read and is up at the things. It's like you know, are you supposed to be here or not? And just her look of like confusion and embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, was a- I forgot about that. Yeah. Interesting, but also a little lifetimey to uh, go on Chris's thing. But what do you think, Chris? Was it what you expected? Uh, it was. It was funnier than I remembered. Yeah. Uh, I you know I 
I knew that I was in for a movie about you know triumph against odds, um, but forgot kind of the more touching moments between the sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, those that's really what stuck out to me as like the the best part of the movie is like <laughs> their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, not everything else. Lo- lots of other things are, are felt like they're played to. Um, a little too shallow. You know, like, Tom Hanks' drinking problem is talked about a lot, but they never really, like, they never really talk about or get into it. And I don't think they're trying to or they're supposed to. It's not right. supposed it's to be also, a no, deep movie. There's also no real consequence to anyone for his alcoholism besides some guffaws. Or to there's anyone a hint for anything. Like, he squandered his past away, but he never gets, like, he's, like, aggressive towards the women, but it's funny. You know, it's just played for humor. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it blurs the line with that, like, baseball coach, like, any sports coach right. mentality, so it doesn't seem as violent mm-hmm. or as, you know, sexist, because it's like, oh, this is sports, so it's fine. Right. And it's the 40s, so double fine. Right. Mm-hmm. We know it was like that, we got better. Uh, but also surprising is... uh if you tell someone, like, alright, you're going to watch a movie, it's all about women baseball players, and uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna are going to be the comic relief, you're going to go, bullshit, <laughs> I bet they're not funny, I bet it's like hammy and stupid, but they are, they're funny. Madonna's they're fantastic in this movie. Yeah. They're both funny and, and charming, you know, to crib that description, and they really, like, th- their scenes are real set up, but they're, they execute them pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm- Brent was saying it recently, but I kind of forgot it was Madonna at times. Yeah, I feel like this is the big deal in 1992. This is the only movie I've seen Madonna in where she really just loses herself in a role, like in a in a good way. Like you're like desperately seeking Susan. She's like material girl Madonna in this movie. Isn't that fun? Or like Evita later on is like it's you know glamorous Madonna in a musical. Isn't that fun? Same with Dick Tracy. May even be the same year as this, yeah, or within a year of this. Now she's pretty much. She had a movie called American Madonna. Pie. Shannon Elizabeth. <laughs> You're thinking of. <laughs> You're thinking of Eugene Levy. It's Jason Biggs. Um, but no, like this is the one where she she's able to turn off the Madonna ness of yeah. her so much. So uh, I really like that. I really like the way that Madonna ness sounds. Madonna ness. Madonna ness. Uh, did you find the characters, not necessarily the performances, but did you find the characters compelling or well-developed? I think we already talk, touched on uh, Jimmy Dugan's alcoholism not really being too deep there. But I, I think uh, I liked, weirdly, because they're both the main two characters, I would say, but I liked Dottie and I disliked Kit's character. I found Kit to be shallow in a way, and I don't know. Maybe it was just the job they did uh, of establishing that sibling rivalry that just—I don't know. It's too resentful of Dottie being good at things. Kit never figures it the fuck out, and that right. annoyed me. Like, it's pretty much shown to you that Dottie lets her win mm-hmm. because she's such a whiny little shit, yeah. and then at the end she's just celebrating with her friends. And she doesn't even, it, ever, it doesn't seem to ever register. Right. So, yeah, that character kind of just, she's kind of a bad person. 
<laughs> yeah, I think the character's kind of poorly written, but I think Glory Petty does a decent job at her. About her, yeah, the her desperation in that, you know, being in a dairy farm in Oregon under the shadow of her big sister. I think she plays that pretty well. But she doesn't have a lot of places to go with it. But I think I think Dottie, just like, she's, you know, the second coming in baseball, I think she's pretty pretty radiant in this movie and pretty pretty thrilling as a character. I like her a lot. And I, I really love the dynamic between Dottie and uh, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they're doing the sign contest. It's it's funny. Signaling of the batter. Them talking on the bus was fun. I mean, I think that's where the alcoholism may come in a little bit when he's finally talking to her sober. And he kind of stumbles through stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, both. If he died, you would have gotten one of those telegrams. Right. And you can immediately tell he's like, oh, that wasn't the right thing to say. It's <laughs> yeah. not the right way to phrase that. Was there a scene that stands out as great to you? Because there wasn't really for me. Yeah, the big uh, big one everyone knows is the no crying in baseball. It's it, the most famous quote from here. And it held up. I mean, it's all time. It's 100% Tom Hanks. But I thought it was still funny as shit. That and the, the peeing scene. It's still <laughs> it's still funny how long it goes on. And then, you know, May, they say, May, go, go stop him or go talk to him. And she just gets a watch. <laughs> starts timing. It's like, we may have a record here. I th- it's pretty funny. The uh, Betty Spaghetti's husband dying. Was the same that I was really good. Rope clap, crowd pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> but talking about another like showcase scene is the finale. How did just kind of just curious? How did that like bare sentimentality of that scene hit you guys? You talking about when they're old? Yeah. Uh, old and reunited, and I didn't like any of the old l- stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought everything that happened after 1940 whatever was poorly done, but deserves like a casting award. Yes, because <laughs> those people all look just like the actors they're playing. Well, not all, but Most some of them. them do. And some of them sound exactly <laughs> like them because uh, it's, it's the so same creepy. voice. You know, Gina Davis overdubbed that actress's voice. Oh, I did not know that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It makes it kind of creepier. Yeah. And that, that one lady looks just like Lori Petty. Yeah, yeah. totally does. She's the thing when she like, opens her mouth when she's hugging her, she's like, ah. It's like it looks. It looks too much like her. This is the eyes, the body snatchers. I thought you were describing the end of Sleepaway Camp or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. For me, I don't think there's a huge. I mean, takeaway scene for like a a crowning achievement moment, but there are definitely memorable parts. Yeah, enjoyable parts. There was a. I know it's a a comedy. We're and I like the. There's no cracking baseball scene, but I think my favorite joke of the movie is. Or at least my favorite Jimmy reaction scene is to uh, forget her name, Evelyn. Evelyn not being able to hit the cutoff man. Oh yeah, mm. and he's him just shaking with anger. <laughs> anger. I think that's his best moment in the movie. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> she didn't just blow it. She like threw the pitch, threw threw the ball like sixty feet in the opposite direction. <laughs> I just love that. Like I don't know. I've heard coaches say that kind of. Like, hey, can I talk to you? You got a minute? Can I ask you a question? What team do you play for? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were sh- for real just going to ask me a question. Maybe for, like, it's not really a scene, but if you could just, like, piece all of the continuous scenes of John Lovitz together. <laughs> those are still, like, really funny. It's only, like, the really first 15 minutes it. of the movie. And yeah. they're, they're hilarious. When he tells the cow to shut up, I laughed out loud this they, time. Yeah. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! <laughs> 
I guess that's probably something that, uh, you know, to go back that uh, surprised me is, you know, John Lovitz is such a corny actor and plays so big, but uh, nails the scout really well. Yeah. He has, he has the best walk-off line for that movie in his role. Uh, he's, why do they always get attached? It's oh, like, yeah. I didn't realize that he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think there are really any themes at play in this. Baseball can be for ladies, too, right? Other other than just what's very much on the surface. Yeah. yeah. What would be a deeper theme? Sacrifice? Prioritization? I don't know. Sibling having priorities in life, the the fun thing may not be the important thing of your life. I don't know. There's not a lot on the page there. No, I feel like there's probably something there with the whole her letting Kit win, and then quitting and raising a family with uh, right her husband's name George Bob. Bob. Kind of letting that be Kit's experience instead of her like you know dominating the league. You know? And then weirdly, Kit's the one who brings like an entire gaggle of people to the uh, yeah to the Cooperstown. It's it's just a it's no a one weird else choice. Brought their family. It's a weird choice that when the movie when like Dottie quits to go have a family. And I'm not saying it's unrealistic for Kit to have had a family. Yeah, but but it's just weird to make the whole thing about like Dottie's going to go like retire from baseball and have a, have kids and a family, and then like no one comes with her to yeah. the to Cooperstown, and then Kit just brings like. I don't know, a whole busload of people. Yeah, the dichotomy is like, Kit lives her life for herself, and Dottie sacrifices so that can happen. Dottie lives her life for other people. And in the end, like, I guess no one was told they could bring their family, and (laughs) Kit just, like, said, I don't know, they're not going to turn us away. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you and David know, but, like, if you can get 15 people to Cooperstown in a reasonable budget, good on you. Where's the closest airport? It's like, I don't know, far away. Hmm. Cooperstown's middle of fucking nowhere. Well, Augustus Gloop found it. <laughs> <laughs> he goes by Gus now. <laughs> yeah. I just love when after the bus breaks down and he's like running around the bus and being chased. He's like, I've got a chocolate bar and his face is just like, ooh! <laughs> Gosh, well, I hate to keep returning to that, but that's something that surprised me by how annoying it was. Besides the uh, the scene where Jimmy beans him in the face with the baseball glove <laughs> and is so excited. <laughs> That's good, good, good job. You nailed that. Uh, my, my favorite part of that was is that the, the next shot, it shows how far away that kid was from Tom Hanks. And it was like, not that far. Yeah. It was like, maybe like eight feet. <laughs> so this like professional baseball player just like winged a kid with like a, like a three pound glove. Again, 40s. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna lose. The oh, worst yeah. thing with him is that in the 1990s, in the like present day, they're like, hey, do you remember me? And they're like, no, I don't remember you. And he's like, well, let me do the most annoying thing I did. <laughs> Instead of just being like, you remember Evelyn? It was my mom. <laughs> Instead yeah. I said, remember that one thing I said on that one day of your life 60 years ago? <laughs> Again, there was so much of that in present day, though. It wasn't just him. It was like John Lovitz, the old scout, the old version of him, had a cigar inside the Hall of Fame. Just and then had to turn mouth. so they have the same profile. <laughs> yeah. And you go, it's like, no, we got it, man. We got it. And then... And then uh, old David Strathairn had to put on his 1940s glasses <laughs> the, same, the, the same frames for 60 years. <laughs> See, I got confused when Gina Davis's old lady was in front of the Jimmy Dugan thing. I thought that was old Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it wasn't. That was Dottie. 
Um, how about yeah, the? Uh, I wonder why they couldn't find an old Tom Hanks. Well, he, he, he was dead. dead. Huh? He was dead. Yeah, no. Old Tom Hanks died, TJ. <laughs> uh, what about the performances? Uh, what were the best and worst? If what? If, yeah. What if we rank them like a lineup? From best to, I don't know how lineups work. <laughs> you immediately realize that's a bad idea. What if we give them Gold Glove Awards? I don't know what Gold Glove Awards are. <laughs> this is where I want to kind of champion for the movie, though. I think the performances are very, very good. And spread out. I think there are several really good performances. I think and Gina Canadians. <laughs> And some Irishmen, Irish ones, and Swedes, Swedes. too. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, every time. <laughs> they, why, yeah, why aren't they all, like, fist bumping? <laughs> um, Somebody's got to stand up for Canada. I do think Gina Davis is really good in the movie. And I think Tom Hanks I think is a solid comic character in this movie. I think it's a top five performance for Hanks, honestly. Ooh. It's high praise. You have to tell me what you're leaving out. The Hanks filmography is so large. Yeah, it's, like it's easier just to tell you the top five than yeah, tell you the bottom true. twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't really know what. I mean, I didn't sit down and do the math. It just feels like that. Like, I mean, I think I'd put this ahead of Apollo thirteen on his performance alone. Yeah, probably. There's not a lot of performance in that movie, right? Yeah, movies are roller coaster. So, top five would probably Life's be highway. Forrest Gump, Philadelphia. Big, this, and Saving Private Ryan? I certainly haven't given enough thought to... I don't know. I would. My guess is I would probably rank this lower, but I also haven't ranked them, so who knows. One big road to perdition head. I like his anti-hero turn in that. It's, it's good. No, no, it's, it's top five-ish. Yeah. If it's not top five. I liked... For the most part, I liked Rosie O'Donnell in this movie. I really liked Madonna, like I said earlier. For some of the Rosie O'Donnell stuff, you could tell like she was just doing some jokes that they just like looped in. Yeah. Because she wouldn't even be on screen. It's like, oh, here's a full joke, and I'm from Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we need more. The only character, the only performance I did not like was Lori Petty. Actually, I thought her performance was fine. I just think the character's <laughs> severely flawed. And I think this is uh, the probably the best Gina Davis from my limited Gina Davis knowledge. Oh wow! Except for Beetlejuice. Yeah, she's getting Beetlejuice, but she's obviously she not does not like win that movie at all. You know what I mean? Right. It's hard too because like she definitely doesn't win Thelma and Louise, even though she's a clear second. Yeah, Sarandon. Yeah. kills that movie. Right. Well, before we get, get full into that, is there anything? Oh, yeah, later. Is there anything on the technical side that was impressive? Montage. Montage. <laughs> Like, jazzy montage. They, they, they love a good montage. If you cut out the sports montages, I think this movie would be like an hour long. I did minutes. like the uh, like the newsreel. And here stuff the they girls. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. uh, and here, don't forget Mala Hooch. And here's like <laughs> Holly Hayes, and she likes to make her own coffee, and you can see her mouthing coffee. Yeah, I saw the mouthing of coffee. This <laughs> There's some kind of like small funny stuff in there too. And uh, yeah, Marla Hooch from like <laughs> it's really funny. It's a great gag. Yeah, it's and that's that's right about where it started to lose steam. That like Marla's ugly. That's funny. Like I started to like okay, I get it. Marla's ugly. It's funny. And then they run the newsreel. It's like okay, they they can still milk this one a little. Yeah, <laughs> she really only had one scene that actress where she had anything to do. But man, that the I thought it was hilarious. The 
scene with her singing drunk. And, uh, <laughs> I thought it was so funny. What you all didn't, right? I liked that scene a lot. You didn't? I, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. It's they. It's played real big, but it's, yeah. Though, yeah. it's pretty good because she's been so small the whole movie, mm. you know. Yeah, she just she goes all she goes full out on it. Yeah, and she selects the guy from the crowd. It's just like instant love. Yeah. Like, I will do anything for you. <laughs> this movie did have one thing that I always hate when they do in movies, and that is uh, anachronistic music over the end credits. Oh. It's, a, it's like a period that, movie, that Madonna and, song, and then it's like a late, an early '90s Madonna song. Speaking of this, Madonna was in a movie called The Next Best Thing, where she covered the song "American Pie" for the soundtrack, and that's how my head works. Okay, how do you like me now? Um, and also, it's not anachronistic. The movie ends in the '90s. Oh, that's true. That's true. The credits still have. You just forgot that. The <laughs> old lady's still playing baseball. So are those like the original like crew of Hall of Fame inductees. Some of them were. Okay. But I assume like the women who look just like the actresses who were in the movie probably also weren't in the baseball league in real life. But that'd be crazy. <laughs> also, this I uh, this is just the the baseball nerd in me as I was watching the movie. But they're like, "Congratulations, you're the first female inductees into the Hall of Fame." And I was like, "There are no. I don't think. I don't know if there are by now." But they weren't technically inducted. They had an exhibit to honor them right. inside the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. That league was inducted. Yeah. The AAGBPL, the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, GPBL. Um, okay, now we can get to uh, of those involved with the film. Is this anybody's best movie? We'll start with the director, Penny, Penny Marshall. Marshall. What it's, else did she do? It's up there, but it's not as good as Big. I don't think. I'd probably agree. Yeah. What else did Penny Marshall do? I'm not a big uh, I've got Penny it. head. Sorry. <laughs> I was wondering. If someone's a big fan of the game show Pyramid, are they Pyramid Heads? (laughs) (laughs) Terrifying. (laughs) Oh, no. If you were wondering what I was thinking about over here, in my my book and VHS corner. (laughs) Or if you're a fan of Penny Marshall's Big, are you a big head? Uh, Penny Marshall. I really like that Betty Spaghetti. I'm a spaghetti head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Shoot Awakenings. That's a good movie. Hmm. Well, you get their own Renaissance Man, The Preacher's Wife, and Riding in Cars with Boys. That's it. Oh wow! So yeah, it's definitely <laughs> what top 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 five for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you you said it, it ranks very highly for you for Tom Hanks, um, and you said Gina. It's probably your number one Gina Davis. Performance. I just can't think of anything else. Honestly, I would need to rewatch uh, Thelma and Louise. I haven't seen that. In I saw that just about a year or two ago, and Sarandon so, is just so so dominating in that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it might be. I mean, that's where I'm going to end up struggling with my vote on this is that it is, I think, a top five Hanks movie. It's a top one or two Gina Davis movie. I mean, Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell, it's big names yeah. for a lot of people that it's Cass- definitely their best work. Cass goes pretty deep, though. Probably best John Lovitz that I can remember. Best Madonna, best Rosie O'Donnell, best Anne Cusack. <laughs> best <laughs> Gary, Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall, probably. Maybe, I don't know. Not David Strait there, I guess. Not his best. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, let's see what's next. Second best TLD. Was the movie Bad Boys. was this movie financially successful? Yeah. Actually, I did not know the answer to that. Um, I assumed it was forty million dollar budget, one hundred and thirty million domestic. Do you think the the main reason it was a hit at the time was uh, the cast stars? I mean, Gina Davis was pretty big at the time. Tom Hanks. Also, Big was a huge hit, and that pretty much brought back 
the main two, you know, the director and the lead from mm-hmm. that. But yeah, Jane Davis and Madonna was in a movie in '92. I mean, God, yeah, big deal. I agree. Apparently, in between scenes, Madonna, like within all those crowds, I saw it on IMDb. IMDb had trouble with that. Um, she wouldn't sing for any of the crowds, but like Gina Davis and Tom Hanks would do like Jesus Christ Superstar songs and sing for everybody. <laughs> Just be big all hams for them. Madonna was like, I do not want to perform for free. It had big stain power, apparently. It opened up and it was uh, second to Batman Returns in its opening weekend. Still made $13 million in its opening weekend. It dropped only 10% in its next two weekends. So, number one in the box office for three weeks. It's pretty, pretty cool. I just remember Gina Davis also on the fly. I think my thing about Gina Davis, not to go back, but a lot of her roles I can think of are reactive roles. This is a, her. This is like her real shining proactive role. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's like a ghost and Adam, Alec Baldwin's husband in Beetlejuice, or like the repressed friend of Susan Sarandon and Thelma Louise. This is where she kind of like gets something for herself. You know, pursue some success in the baseball league. Sorry to keep. Bring us back to JD. GD. Goddammit. <laughs> Another GD. Yeah. Uh, do you think the movie is important in two movies in any way? Like, my gut says no. Like, I don't know if this, like, really had a lot of influence on anything. I would say no. I'd be curious to hear and open for an answer why. Like, in what respect is it important? I feel like it's just, like, a fun movie. That everyone just remembers being fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, other than, like, you know, stretching a little bit for, like, tying into whatever. I mean, like, that Tom Hanks article I wrote, you know, I definitely think it's important in that respect. That's not really the movie, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it launched him into right. superstardom for a decade. Is it one of the best movies in its genre? I want to ask a question. Is this a good baseball movie? How are you? What do you mean? So, is it a movie that is about baseball, or is it a movie that's about other things and like baseball also happens? And I then, is the baseball portrayed like good or compelling or whatever? The baseball's the action's fine. It's not. It's as good as Major League, yeah, or any other baseball movie besides Moneyball, I guess. I think I think it is not good as a depiction of baseball. Right, but I think it's a good movie that happens to be about baseball. It doesn't get in the way from like a huge baseball fan. It doesn't make me go like, Bleh. okay, yeah, no, because I, I, I've, I've been. There are sports movies that do that. I've been, sure. yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I, I've been curious about that aspect of this movie since I heard that it was going to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Is you know, what what is the story? Like, it's obviously not at all important who wins the World Series at the end. Right. Like, to the characters, because Gene Davis is willing to throw it away. Um, or to the plot, because the, nothing changes for, for either character when Kit ends up winning. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're really not that invested in that, in the fortunes for the team, in the outcome mm-hmm. for the team. You're more, you care more about the league in general than you do the team. That's Any true. specific team. You just happen to be following The character's already won that they get to play in a league like this. And then the movie keeps going for like 45 minutes. Not to be dismissive about it, but that's like the point, right? Yeah. Is that they 
show that it is relevant. And they get crowds and stuff. At that point, you know, that's the moral victory for the movie. I think and then you just get go to the characters. How do they end up trying to win or resolve their arcs? Yeah, I think most of the stuff on the field serves one of two purposes. And it's uh, to, you know, serve the, the novelty of watching women play baseball in, the, in, a, in a movie. And then you also have the... Everything else just sort of resolves off-the-field uh, plot points. Like the Kit-Dottie rivalry. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's on there to to sort of resolve that. You're never that invested in the actual the what's happening in the sport for like for the for reasons of the sport, right? Like you are in other sports movies. Yeah, I mean it's not like they take the time to like break down like a play as it's happening or like the situation on the field. Like it, you know the only time that they really like implicate like baseball rules are when Rosie O'Donnell is shouting. Yeah. Inexplicably, <laughs> or the very end when Kit and Dottie, you know, collide on Kit's round, like run around the bases. There, they show you that before because they show you if the catcher has the ball and someone tackles her and she still has it, that they're out. They kind of like play that for you beforehand, so right. There's that you know one. would happen? That one scene where it feels like Rosie O'Donnell is just learning about how baseball works and she's just narrating loudly as she remembers things. Yeah. Where it's just like. All right, that's two strikes. We just need one more. One more strike. <laughs> it's like, yes, Rosie, that's how baseball works. You play it. For me, it is my it is number one on a very like specific genre, which would be sports comedies. Um, as somebody who's not a huge fan of Caddyshack, which I feel like would be number one on most people's list. Not me. What's your? What would be yours? Oof. I shouldn't have spoke up. <laughs> okay, I can't think of. I'm, I mean, I the replacements. Honestly, we make fun of it, but I fucking love the replacements. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch that. I love the replacements. I love, I love basketball. I don't care how like yeah. stupid basketball is. I do love Major that league's too. really good. Major uh, league's I fun. Love Major league. Yeah. Bull Durham uh, comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bull Durham's up there. Yeah, Bull Durham might be number the most popular number one actually. Uh, also, I'll throw in uh, some love for Necessary Roughness. Oh God. Love also, if you rewatch it, White Man Can't Jump, really fun. Uh, it's good. You know what movie I was disappointed about? Slapshot. Yeah. I liked it, but I was more in the bag for it than probably you would be. Ooh, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks is a great... Sports comedy. Sports what was comedy. that Kevin Bacon movie, The Air Up There? You remember that? Yeah, he goes to Africa. Yeah, I was a fan of that when I was a kid. I hadn't seen it in forever. <laughs> I thought you like had the novelization. <laughs> the Air Up There. Like, hey, you remember the movie <laughs> in The Air Up There? And then it didn't sound like it was a sports yeah, comedy. Any chance Michael Crichton's Airframe is a sports comedy? <laughs> it sounded like it was a basketball movie called The Air. You know, up there. <laughs> On the shelf we're looking at. Uh, what about... So it would be your number one baseball movie then? Ooh. Or is that a different dice than sports comedy? It is a different... Because I think Moneyball is probably number one for me there. My favorite baseball movie. What's your favorite baseball movie? Trouble with the Curve. God, <laughs> the, the Brazzers version. I have a top three. It's it's Boulder and Major League and Moneyball. Okay, they all hit very different aspects of the baseball. Sure. Is Field of Dreams like like the corny one to pick? It's it's like calling. It's kind of like calling this a movie about baseball. Field of Dreams isn't really about baseball. Mm. 
It's about psychosis. Yeah. <laughs> it's about hallucinations. <laughs> God, I was gonna let that word go on forever. Has the film aged well? Did it feel particularly like an early nineties movie? It didn't to me, so I think I, I feel mean, like it's the joke's still timeless. Sort of. The parts in modern day felt really aged, but true. You know, when it's 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 kind of easy when you're like, all right, this movie takes place in the forties. It's like, all right, you're giving yourself a pass, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I still, I think the best joke in the movie is when the bus driver leaves. Tom Hanks comes out just yelling gibberish. He's drunk. You're the bus guy. You're like, what? What did you say? Was that English? Yeah. The bus driver's really mean. Like, throws dirt in that lady's face. <laughs> like, yeah. wings it at her. Yeah. I love I love you in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready? Oh, by the way, I should throw out one last little factoid about this movie. Uh, Tom Hanks won Best Kiss at the 1993 MTV Movie Awards for his drunken uh, sexual assault on that lady on the bus. Nice. Like the dorm mother. Yeah. Is this our first movie that hasn't been nominated for a single Academy Academy Award for for Talk of Fame? Well, Metropolis. Akira. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Metropolis. It wasn't. Was Stripes? When did the Metropolis come out? What year? 27? 28? It would have been... I thought it was 24 for some reason. Would have been like the first year of the Oscars, right? 28, 20, 20... I don't think it was one of the... 27, like, 28. There were only like three nominees that year yeah. for Best Picture. I don't think it... And did Metropolis get seen by American audiences? True. When it came out? That's true. I mean, yeah. I don't well, think about that movie being like foreign... Because this is foreign language now. It's like, there is no language. Foreign <laughs> clock making. <laughs> I think it's time to vote. Unless there's anything else you want to say. No, we can vote. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote yes. Uh I'm conflicted still. I don't mm. I'll I'll vote next. Yeah. Um I will vote I'm gonna vote no. It's there's a lot I like about the movie. And I just there's just something lacking that I don't feel like it's essential to me. And that's often what I boil my vote down to. I think it's a movie for people who like baseball. Mm, I would disagree. And so you don't disagree or you do disagree? I do disagree. I feel like... Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. Or, or not necessarily just baseball, but like people who like... I think there needs to be a prerequisite in some way of something, something you like that ties you into this movie. Whether it's baseball or something or another. But I don't feel like it's just... Just, just fun? What about fun? <laughs> Do you like fun? So that's why next week we're talking about crank high voltage. <laughs> yeah, I'm conflicted too. It goes to like, what is the talk of fame? Is it a collection of movies that we would just, if they're on, we'd watch and a bunch of fun stuff? Like, what does it mean to you guys? I mean, to me it is, if I kind of have stolen Brent's definition, which is if somebody came up and they're like, hey, I've never, I just saw big you know Tom Hanks is great in that I've never seen anything else of his what else do I need to see uh, I would bring this up quick you know or like I mean I love sports comedies I would come quickly say like have you not seen A League of Their Own you should definitely watch A League of Their Own um, and there's some better than others but like like Stripes for instance I mean we put that in mainly on the shoulders of it being a fantastic performance by Bill Murray it's one of the best comedic actors of all time, and fantastic 
Yeah, Stripes, Stripes just did, also did not seem that important, but the performance was big enough for me where I voted for it. Right. I just don't think there's any... I'm probably voting no, but I'd say I don't think there's any performance that would elevate it above its lack of importance. It's a super fun movie, but I just don't think... You know, it just—it also didn't hit the genre, um, genre argument for me. It's like, hey, I'd, I'd love to see a great sports movie. I don't think this would really be the one I would say would mean a lot. Right. And, you know, we talk about like what category is this, and we we get funny sometimes. It's like it's a category of a a man taking a cat to a hospital, <laughs> like those kind of movies. Right. You'd have to get to that before I'd probably say this is the. You know, the number one example in its genre. Yeah. I'm going to vote yes. Okay. I think I got there. Not because I know that there's already a split and my vote is irrelevant. But because I think the problems that I have with the movie are that I don't watch sports movies. And I'm not going to penalize a movie where I just don't... I have nothing to really compare it to except for, you know, we talked about a couple sports movies. Like... The Replacements is probably my number one sports movie because otherwise I don't give a shit about baseball. Like it detracts from a movie when it's in it. Like it, it makes me want to stop watching it. I will never watch a League of Their Own ever again. So you're, and I will die a happy man. Your but, yes, your yes vote is sort of like my yes vote for Akira. Kind of. Like it d- didn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just it's like like what you're saying. It's that's why I voted yes for Akira because I was like. I think my problems with this are heavily rooted in the fact that I just don't know a lot about this genre. I think I was kind of in between, but despite you know not liking baseball at all, I actually do like a lot of baseball movies. Love Moneyball, love Bull Durham. I like even I like all the major leagues that I've seen. Um, I don't have to love a sport to. I just like I like baseball or not baseball. I like sports movies. Right, it just didn't seem important enough. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard. I was trying but, to, I guess, hold it the same way that I held that I voted on Stripes, which was like this movie has huge flaws that we talked about, mm-hmm. right? And since it was such an iconic actor's a big role for such an iconic actor, and it was so good, it was like it's must see. So I was trying to do that here, I guess. Uh, it's kind of interesting. So voting we, against it would felt like. Just Why the hell did I put Stripes in if I'm not putting this in? Right. I know Stripes is kind of a bad movie at times. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. For me, and for me, I just, I think that's, I differed with my vote just because I also differ on Hanks' performance. So what's what's your, what else though? Because nobody ever said, I'm just curious. Like, we just, we knew it wasn't that. We don't know what it was. You know, what are his top performances? Like, what's better than it? It's great in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I give you the four, the big four, I think, which are... Gump. Big, big Gump, Philadelphia, and Saving Private Ryan. But, like, he's way better at this than he is in Terminal or anything after 2000, I feel like. Castaway. Castaway's top five for me. Cloud Atlas. He's good. I think he's he's really good in Catch Me If You Can, also. He's good. Hand Ratty. Kyle Hand Ratty. I like, uh, I finally saw it. It's a cult classic, but Joe vs. the Volcano, he's really good in that. I like that movie a lot. I feel like we're reaching a little. (laughs) Some of these. Castaway's a good one. And also, I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of his roles. I'm just trying yeah. to yes, you come do. up with them as I'm thinking. Don't act like you don't. Well, he's not one of my favorites. Maybe that's also, too, like, the difference with Stripes for me is Bill Murray is one of the most important comedic 
people oh, in my life. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, Ghostbusters was seminal. Where Tom Hanks, you know, there's not a Tom Hanks movie that was seminal for me. Where he sure. wasn't an important figure. So, Other than he's a great actor. Right, so now we're, now we're weighing, like, favorites versus importance, which is hard. Yeah, I mean, your favorites are going to influence your vote in this, right? They can't not. Sure, but if... So, a bad movie that's not important will get in if you like somebody in it versus a movie that you don't when it's, like... You know, you're holding, I guess, different standards to different movies, which is hard. Like, I don't really like this guy. This movie's not important, therefore it's not good. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know what you mean. It also goes to, like, what's important about the movie... Like, Stripes is it's just a weird thing to compare it. Stripes seems like the weirdest one in the talk of fame right now. Yeah. Looking back on it. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I can't unbias my love for Bill Murray and that camaraderie and stuff. And I also wonder if I can't unburden the bias of this would be an important movie to me if I were a girl growing up and seeing this movie. True. Like, I talked to Allison about it. It's one of her favorite movies of all time. Would watch it a lot. You know, first she loves the vintage clothes, but also the girls playing sports, and she played lacrosse and stuff when sure. she was growing up. I think it would probably that would be a lot more important to me, and it's hard to. I mean, that I is can't, a, that I is can't a, go theoretical. That is a good thing that we totally didn't talk about. Is this is like pre-title whatever, right? This movie came out then before know. that, so probably a super important movie for half the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just totally glossed over glossed over during the talk. But. I mean, that's an inherent bias of us being four men, you know, talking about movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I would put Captain Phillips up there. Yeah. I really like him. And also, he's surprisingly good in Bridge of Spots, which I don't know why I was surprised by that, but... He was, he was, <laughs> yeah, it seems like a role built for Tom Hanks. And also... Uh, don't say Cloud Atlas. Also, just his role as a futuristic, like... Warlord? Or, no. Um, That's where Church In did. the Green Mile? <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to throw out... Uh, also, I think he is a phenomenal voice actor in Toy Story. In, in those yeah, movies. And Polar be, Express. <laughs> Both would probably be tough. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. So everything Tom Hanks did, besides Lee of the Run, is top five. <laughs> I get it, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's, it's probably top ten for me. Yeah. But I just don't... I don't think the movie, just for me, nails any of the other arguments I would put a movie in so if you're going for you know towering performance I don't think it's that kind of performance for me although I really really like the movie really like Tom Hanks in it yeah plus as much as I think Stripes kind of goes off the rails at the end I think I think I didn't dislike Stripes as much or that aspect of Stripes as much as I disliked certain things in in a league of their own yeah hmm I think I would cut off Stripes I don't think I'll ever see the last 20 minutes again yeah, like if I yeah. watched it, I would just stop the movie mm-hmm. when it got to that point. Yeah, once they once they finish the recruitment and they do the graduation ceremony at the yeah. end of the graduation ceremony, it's like cool. Yep, I mean, that, <laughs> that point, was a you, great sixty minute you've, movie. You've just watched a perfect. I was gonna say like seventy five minute movie. <laughs> I don't know how long it actually is, but probably only like, like an hour. But yeah, yeah. Like you just watched a perfect little hour and ten minute comedy. <laughs> if I had, if I, if a I PBS could, special, yeah. If I had the ability to edit a league of their own, I would eliminate all of the baseball. And I would like the movie a lot more. No, I just... Could you just take out the baseball and they're just, like, in a, uh, you know, machine shop? I was going to say, if this movie was a comedy but they were all riveters... Yeah, I would have liked it a lot more. So that's why I said. That's why I'm well, not, not Not you as much, but, yeah. like, the importance factor. Yeah, it'd probably go up. That's, yeah. why, that's why my big question was, is this a baseball movie? Because, like, I... Right, and, and my, It seems so throwaway. Yeah, and I don't think it is. 
Um, the movie also just like it seems to just be taking place in this ether of this weird part of America, and like the telegram thing, it, like grounds it as like, oh, remember that World War Two is also going on yeah. in the middle of this. Yeah, it's supposed it's supposed to be though. It's supposed to be. You yeah, know, it's a distraction. That's true. No, yeah. it's supposed to be you know er- everywhere USA. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. But the Midwest. <laughs> right. Uh, homework for next week. I think we're going with Chris. Are we moving on to that? Right? Yes. Anybody got anything else to say? Want we'll to name some more movies that are in your top five Tom Hanks movies? You've <laughs> 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 already named 20, but you can name more that are in your top five. In, in the end, I, I really like it. It's just, I don't know. Not in my definition of the talk of fame. Right. But I understand that's probably, you know, I'm bringing a bias into it. I want to acknowledge that. Brent's, Brent's the surprising no vote for me. There's a bias in every vote. It's um, yeah. um, it's tricky. It's true. You're just, you're just trying to get get him to address it. No, not really. I mean, we're still all voting different right. on every talk of vote. Yeah. I think we're still kind of getting a handle for what, what it's going to do, what it, what it means. Yeah. It kind of makes it more fun. I have I have no prime directive when I go to vote for a movie. Right. I have no like strategy for how I evaluate a movie. Yeah. I don't think that you can watch Metropolis and watch. Uh, American Werewolf in London, and you can't like you can't in Stripes and The Matrix like you can't use the same rubric for those four sure, movies. Of course, true. Metropolis is the one that broke me. I was trying to be the the, the clinical <laughs> approach. To a lot of people probably the clinical approach to all the movies and like you know at a certain point, Amelie like, is about love. Love is bullshit. <laughs> Show me camera angles. But then like Metropolis, is just, I just couldn't see it being something I would ever recommend. So it was a tough. Thing for me, yeah. I'm with you so now that. it's I'm just like a moving, subjective kind of thing, which is just you know it's just a human thing. Yeah, because there there is something more to it than just favorites, though. Yeah, I feel like absolutely. So it's hard because I don't know what that is. It's a balance of like what the movie does well, what the movie tries to do, how you think it worked, how it made you feel. It's all that together. That's why a movie can get in for me a bunch of different kinds of ways. Right. Dead horse beaten. Thoroughly. <laughs> Made into baseball leather. Man with one red shoe. So, top five, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually I like how salty you've gotten about this. <laughs> I, was, I was actually sitting there wondering if Forrest Gump would even be in my top five. Hanks, yeah. Because I'm not sure if it would. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that movie is overacted. I want to say that, and then I'd be like, I just keep telling myself, like, no, nah, it's top five. <laughs> of course it is. It's automatic. Those are, those I think that movie four. is starting to get underrated. From how much people shit on it. That happens some. Yeah. It's gonna be. I like when that happens in like entertainment TV yeah. shows. It's like it got so popular and so that it was cool to hate it, and now it's like, wait, the hipsters are idiots. It's like <laughs> it's, it's a hipster thing to like Titanic now. Kinda. Yeah. Like I'm sure if I watch Forrest Gump now, I'm probably you know four four and a half stars. I'm sure it's fantastic. But. Were you ready for your homework? I was not. I had forgotten that I was doing it at the keep, end of keep vamping this podcast <laughs> and keep keep saltily naming Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> no, let's go through IMDb and we'll put a number to each one of them. Brent's oh, like need that. Actually, we're really good bosom buddies. I'm just gonna say <laughs> top, to maybe top five points. Pretty good bosom buddies. Pretty good bosom buddies. SNL season thirty eight episode twelve. <laughs> really good. It's a good, good episode. Timers Club. Sorry, Cloud Atlas. No, it's fine. We can edit. That's that's the movie where they do that, right? True, true. And like yeah. a, a weird like Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. He definitely wins the movie over Hooch. He's really good, Turner and Hooch. 
Claude Alice, I remember laughing when Tom Hanks does the guy out the window. Gangster Tom Hanks. I'm just like, no, no, no. <laughs> you can't play a gangster Tom Hanks. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but he's supposed to be really good in Sully. He was okay. He was, he was fine in Sully. Sully kind of sucked. Yeah, Sully's not a good movie. Oh. Yeah. What about Dra- Dragnet? <laughs> Dragnet. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot he was in that. Remember the Dragnet music video for the rap? The Dragnet <laughs> rap? Do you guys remember that? No. <laughs> He's, he's uh, What about like about to say he still care? <laughs> he's really getting like, he's getting splashed. <laughs> Alright, I have my my homework. I think he's good sleepless in Seattle. Hmm? <laughs> Alright, Chris, you got homework for next week? <clears throat> yes, I do. Uh I, this is mostly just me filling a hole in my uh <laughs> 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 in my uh movie watching resume. Uh, but on Amazon Prime, I'm picking Event Horizon. Ah, shit. I've never seen that. It's scary. <laughs> I've never seen it, and I've heard it described by a lot of people as, like, one of the scariest movies they've seen. I just... I don't understand, like, knowing, like, kind of what the movie's about. I don't get it. Like, just hearing the description, so I have to watch it. Forgot what I... There's something I wrote up for the... Oh, the, uh, the shitty Cloverfield Paradox oh, movie. Yeah. I compared it to, like, a diet Event Horizon. Nice. It's it's the one that looms in my uh, memory because I saw it. Did you really not see it? I, I feel like it. I saw it way back in the day. Good. Well, it's kind of like like, a like gross gross out horror, I guess. Is some of it, is most of it. I don't know. But then I don't know. Hold back. Has no one else seen it? I have. Oh. Brett and I have not. You two have. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we'll talk space movies or something. Yeah. We'll figure it out when we get we'll there. Figure it out later. Space horror. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay. Sam Neil. Also, big pretty good in Bonfire of the Vanities. Yeah. <laughs> lady Killers? Lady Killers? He's not bad, Lady Killers. Tom Hanks, the pretty only good. actor with 38 top five movies. You've got me. Uh, None not, of them, I believe I have the money pit up there. <laughs> Volunteers? John Candy? You take us out, David? You <laughs> asshole. <laughs> he's, he's good in Volunteers. So this was Talkie Talk, the podcast for the MediaBias.com. Please check out the site and uh, read our stuff. We've got some new stuff on the site and some new stuff coming up. That's how the site works. Uh, we got a Facebook group. we got a Facebook page that uh, tells you how, what we're doing in Facebook groups, depending on your what you're into, movies, TV, games. We talk about it all. Um, we also have an email, MediaBias at gmail.com, or TheMediaBias at gmail.com, a Twitter, at TheMediaBias. Um, I think that's all of our social presence. Um, please visit the site. Wait, I'm looping. <laughs> I need to be reset. Moby strip of Hallucinogenocide. What? Um, but yeah, please, please, things you can do to help us out are to subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating. And uh, on that note, I want to say thanks to Willow Walkers for providing the intro music. Thank you. Willow Walkers. And thanks to Burifa for providing the outro music. <laughs> and now talk like a baby. <laughs> and uh, thanks to you guys for being here. Yeah. And thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks. Bye.